Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast, where we talk about everything One Direction, from news to album updates to the weird thing Harry did on stage the other night. Talk Direction, by the fans, for the fans. Welcome to episode 33 of Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. And this is our 33rd episode of Talk Direction. Although on the epi- on the doc I'm reading, I wrote 33rd, not 33rd. Oh my god. I know I did that another time. It may be because I was just, um, no, because 32nd, 31st, no. I, I, you know, never mind. I have no excuses. <laughs> um, but Kara, why don't you tell the listeners where you are right now? I am in Bath, England, actually. Um, I'm studying abroad here for the semester, and I've been here about a week. I got in last Monday, um, or yeah, I left on Sunday, got in on Monday, and it's it's really nice, and I'm really liking it a lot. Um, yeah, I was really nervous to study abroad because I've never like I, the only place like I, that I've been is like Canada, and like that was only for like a week, so I don't know, but it's I I like it so. Mm-hmm. And this is also so weird because I haven't I haven't really talked to Kara and even just like texting has been confusing with like her yeah. getting a new SIM card and then like we were messaging on Facebook but also like I didn't know how to communicate. So like this is, you know, Kara and I haven't discussed anything really that we're talking about today, so that'll be really Yeah. Um what else? Um I'm back at my old college, so no longer in New York. But um, it's good to have my own room now. I'm a sing- in a single, so that's nice. Don't ever fear, like, a roommate walking in while I'm recording, um, <laughs> which is always good. Um, but yes, a lot has happened since our last episode. And the last episode that, like, we were together and actually recorded, like, a regular episode was two weeks ago. Because last week we put out a movie commentary episode where we watched This Is Us and recorded our... Um, like us talking about the movie as we watched it, which you guys can listen to and then like play the movie at the same time and it's in real time so that you'll get to hear what we think about the um, different scenes going on in the movie. So you guys should check that out. But that means that we have like two weeks worth of stuff going on in the in the fandom, which is crazy. Just one week goes by and there's a ton, but now we have two whole weeks. So um, let's just get into news. Um, so we have two short news stories this week, and then we've sort of taken the big news stories and made them into one big main discussion. So that'll be about Louis' baby, the history music video, and Zane's pillow talk. But there's two news stories that we should cover first. Um, the first being that it was Harry's birthday yesterday. Um, he's now 22. And he tweeted, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22, which I feel like because of Taylor Swift's song, that's like 22 has become an important age for people. Like, I don't think it was a distinctive age. Yeah. You know how 21, 16, 18, those are distinctive ages. But now 22 is sort of that age because I know I've been like for years been like, oh my God, I'm going to be 22 and can sing that song, you know? Um, So, you (laughs) know, generic 22... um, tweet there uh and then, I, I just realized sorry, like ahead. I was like oh my god Harry's so old but then I realized oh sorry I think we have like a little delay but um oh. yeah so I was like I've always been like oh my god Harry's so old like he's 22 but literally I'm turning 22 this year so know, uh so crazy um I'm turning 21 in eight days February 10th get ready oh my god so exciting I know um I'm ready but <laughs> 
Yeah, so the boys didn't tweet him, so that was sad. I was like, will any of the boys tweet? So yeah, none of the boys tweeted, but um, I'm sure they probably texted and whatnot. I feel like it's probably... I know some people will do, like, Instagram posts for people's birthdays, but you know if they're close to the person, they're also texting them and whatever or calling them. So it's like, <laughs> how many ways do you say happy birthday? Even me, like, it was my cousin's birthday the other day, and I, like, texted him, but then I went on Facebook and, like, messaged him right away. So it was, like, weird, but, you know. Um, and then two really cool fan projects I want to talk about in relation to Harry's birthday um, the first was by 1D Fans Gives, which does a lot of fundraising, um, around LGBTQ plus, um, equalities and rights and different things like that. And they actually raised $23,595 for the Switchboard LGBT, um, in England. It's a service, a helpline service where you can call and get support and all the volunteers that work there self-define as LGBTQ plus, um, which is really cool that we raised that much money as a fandom, um, for Harry's birthday in, in Harry's honor. And I know this happened as well last year. And I think it was either last year or the year before. Um, I mean, this happens pretty much every year for each of the boys' birthdays, but I know Harry commented on the money being raised. And, um, so I, I wonder if he'll, I'm sure he knows about it. I mean, it's pretty much everywhere. Um, but yeah, that's cool. And I know you can also buy bracelets and other merchandise from 1D Fans Give, uh, which is their Twitter handle. So everyone should go do that too. Kara, you have a bracelet, right? What does it look two. like? I have two. I have one that is rainbow and it says um, love is love. And then one that's gold and it says, um, I think it's heart of gold and boots to match. Nice. So yeah, that was really awesome. And then the other um, birthday fund that was going on for Harry's birthday was um, a Malala fund. And Malala is um, a, a feminist woman who I'm sure everyone everyone really knows who she is. But uh, yeah, they raised fifteen thousand dollars, over fifteen thousand dollars for her fund. That's crazy. Um, which is so that means just like over forty thousand dollars, or sorry, over. I thought I saw another thing that said 40,000. So I don't know, but a ton of money was raised um because in in honor of Harry's birthday, but it was really driven by the fandom um which just shows how important fandom culture is. Um and Kara, what do you think being 22 will bring for Harry? Anything we can expect from him? What's this next year in his life journey going to be like? Um I feel like his hair will get longer. Um, his outfits will get like maybe, you know, quirkier. I'm excited for that. Mm -hmm. I think more sheer mm -hmm. tops in his future. Oh, yes. Um, more florals, more patterned suits. I think he's going to go on that trend. Um, yep. and I'm excited to see what boots, um, this year will bring. So <laughs> yeah, lots of fashion, like exciting things for Harry. Yeah. I mean, at the end of last year, like he was killing it in the fashion game oh, yeah. and we haven't seen him too much like out in you know, public appearances, yeah. um, besides just him, you know, chilling and doing whatever. But, um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll get to see some awesome fashion things. That will be nice. Uh, and then the other news topic I want to talk about is Niall at the Australian Open. Um, and there's just been a lot of pictures online of him. The Australian Open is a tennis tournament. Um, and Niall's been on a, in Australia for a while now, it seems. Um, and he's been at the you know, at the different matches, and he's friends with Novak Djokovic, 
Jokovic, I think. So, um, at least he calls him like brother on Twitter. So, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, and then in some of the pictures of Niall at the Australian Open, he was wearing the glasses again, which I thought was really cool because I don't think they're prescription glasses. And like, yes, he wore them in like on the red carpet where you're doing like fashion statements. But for him to have kept the glasses and decided to wear them like when he was just doing his own thing was pretty cool. Unless they are prescription and like we don't, you know, <laughs> but I don't think they are. But uh, yeah, he looked really good there. So. Um, yeah, so those are the two short news stories I have. Kara, do you have any commentary about any of that or Niall at the Australian Open? Um, I haven't seen any, like, reaction pictures. Like, you know how, like, usually when he's at sport events, like, they always yeah. have, like, him, like, reacting in, like, amazing, great ways. And I feel like this one didn't have any of those, like, iconic pictures, but, like, him in glasses is always a good thing, so yeah. I'm not complaining. Yeah. Um... All right, so now let's move into our big main discussion this week, where it's sort of three main discussions, like I said earlier. But the first one we're going to talk about is Baby Tomo. Um, yeah, so as you guys probably know, we haven't been discussing Louis' baby on past shows, except for the first time that we mentioned it, like, months ago now. Um, back when Louis himself confirmed that he was going to be a father, um, just because we thought it was, like, his personal life, his private life, he wasn't talking about it on, like, to the public, so we didn't feel, like, right, right to bring up stuff about his baby, um, but now he has posted more stuff about the baby, so we can talk about it, yay! Um, but yeah, Freddie Rain Tomlinson was born January 21st in LA to his mother, Brianna Jungworth, and to his father, Louis Tomlinson, who um, are not together. They're not a couple. Um, but yeah, so that was really crazy. Kara, what did you like? I, oh, let me let me keep going. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really excited. Um, on January 23rd, Louis confirmed the birth because there were rumors obviously going around that the baby had been born and he ended up tweeting on January 23rd saying I'm pleased to say my baby son was born yesterday um, smiley face baby emoji he is healthy and pretty amazing smiley face I am very I'm very happy and then he followed up that tweet with the I don't know music notes in headphones emoji um, with the the caption daddy daddy cool and then he followed that up with another tweet, which was just smiley face, smiley face, smiley face. Um, so, yeah. What did you, do you remember what you thought when you, like, on January 23rd, when this state, like, this stuff went out before the following tweets? Do you know how you felt? Um, I don't really remember. Um, I thought it was cute that he used the baby emoji. <laughs> like, I just think it's such a cute <laughs> emoji. And I think, um... I don't know. I think it's it's just cute. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Daddy Daddy Cool was interesting. <laughs> like. Yeah, I, I, that's probably a song, but I'm not sure what it's oh, from. Oh, okay. So. That makes more sense. I was like, okay, he's just really <laughs> excited about being a dad. Um, but yeah, uh, more exciting even was on January 27th. So after we found out the baby was born, there were tons of names that were going around of what people suspected the baby was, like what people thought the baby's name was. I saw um, Sydney Rain. I saw what was Conchobar. <laughs> what is that one? Conchobar. Yeah, but apparently that's it's pronounced. It's apparently whoa. Um, it's apparently pronounced Connor. Oh, okay, Connor. Well, 
you know, people were like laughing at the spelling of that. And uh, um, so, yeah, those weren't the names for Louis' baby, but he ended up tweeting, um, meet my little lad, Freddie, baby emoji, with a beautiful picture of Freddie in a little stripy baby onesie and Louie cuddling him to his bare chest. And, like, this photo, when it hit, everyone went completely crazy. Um, and rightly so, because it is a beautiful, beautiful picture. Um, what did you think when you saw this, Kara? Because you were asleep when this happened, right? <laughs> um, so I, like, had just woken up, and Caitlin was like, Kara or something and I was like what the heck happened now like I was just like awake and like jet lagged kind of confused and um then I saw like everyone talking about this on Twitter I was like oh that's definitely what Caitlin was like talking about (laughs) um because they he posted it like when it was like uh in the middle of the night where I am in England so um yeah so I didn't see until the next morning but it's just, like, so cute, and I was telling Caitlin, like, it literally looks like every manip, like, ever, ever, oh my god, my voice, I'm so sorry, by the way, I'm sick, so, like, my voice is just a mess right now, um, but, yeah, it's just, like, really cute, it just, oh man, like, his little forehead wrinkles, and his little ear, and his little hand, like, (laughs) and Louie just looks looks so so peaceful, and loving, and I just, oh, it's just, you know, like, I don't know, I look at that, and then it's just, like, you see him becoming a father, you know? Like, that's sort of the realization, like, I have a kid, and then, like, your whole world, like, you fall in love with this little baby, you know? It just... Oh. God. Uh, and then Louis tweeted, um, after this picture, he tweeted Freddie Tomo, which told us the name of the baby. Or no, he said Freddie earlier. Oh, yeah, so, and then he said Freddie Tomo. So I guess um, the last name's Tomlinson. And he said, thank you so much for all the nice messages. And I was really glad to see everyone, like, pouring out love for this little babe on Twitter. Um, What do you think of the name Freddie? Does it fit Louis? like, what you'd think Louis would name his baby? I think it's so cute because, like, um... I think it's always interesting when people go for, like, a nickname, like, sort of something you would think as a nickname as a name. Yeah. Um, and also, I love Freddie Mercury, like, with my whole entire heart, and this just reminds me of Freddie Mercury, except, um, I think, yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, I think it's really cute. Yeah, I think so. And, like, if you look at Louis' family, like, Louis has an, like, E sound, you know? Um, yeah. And I feel like Fred or Freddie is more of an older old-fashioned name-ish. Yeah. And, um, like, I know in Louis' family, like, Doris, Ernest, like, they're very old-fashioned names. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought it was cute. Um, and it was funny, Louis' mom actually changed her Twitter bio, um, to say, I'm the lucky lady who calls herself Louis Tomlinson, Lottie Tomo, uh, Fizzies, Phoebe, Daisy, Doris and Ernest Mummy, and then Freddie's nanny and Dan's wife. So she added oh. Freddie to the family on her on her Twitter bio. So that was cute. Um, and she also tweeted a picture of the same picture Louie had tweeted. And she captured it. My boy with his heart, heart, Louie and Freddie, heart, heart. 
um, which was really sweet. I can't imagine like how it is as a parent to look at your kid having a kid, you know, that's just crazy. Um, and then uh, Freddie's mom, Brianna, also posted a picture on Instagram of her and Freddie in the hospital um, with the caption, one twenty one sixteen Freddie Rain, love of my life. So that's how we know the baby's middle name is Rain, um, which is a nice middle name. I like it. It's so weird that people like um, were speculating that uh, the name was Sydney Rain, and they like got the middle name. Like, I know correct. it makes me think that maybe Sydney Rain was a consideration for the name, you know, and then they decided. Yeah, but then how'd they even know? Who like, how do people know that? Who knows? So weird. But did we know Louis's baby was a boy before this? We didn't, right? Uh... No. I forget. I can't remember. I think there were rumors that it was a boy, like, maybe the day it was born. But before that, we hadn't known. So we also found out that. Oh, yeah, no. Um, But, yeah, I can't wait to see more of Freddie. And I know none of the boys have tweeted about him uh, yet, except Zane favorited a picture of Freddie um, on Twitter. But none of the other boys have said anything to Louie, like, over social media. But you know that they're, you know, congratulating him um, personally. And uh, I don't know if any of them have met Freddie yet. I know, I think um, Liam was in L.A., so maybe he did. And I just, it's so weird. We're going to see pictures of Freddie growing up. And I know a lot of fans were talking about how um, Lou Teasdale... uh, Lou's details Dale's daughter Lux sort of grew up with the fandom because she you know was born right sort of near when One Direction was um going to X Factor so or at X after X Factor I don't really know um but uh yeah we're gonna be able to see Freddie grow up which is crazy and I hope we get pictures I mean I guess that's kind of selfish because obviously it's completely private but you know my little <laughs> heart wants to see this baby you know it is a really cute yeah. baby god like really cute like a lot of babies sometimes aren't that cute when they're first born although like you know whatever like they were just born yeah. like come on like give them a break like they're just thrust into this world like they don't have decisions <laughs> they didn't they couldn't like decide you yeah. know um, but yeah, I just, I'm excited for this, and <clears throat> it seems like Louis really excited, um, and it's just a whole new journey for him, and I'm glad he has the break, you know, um, to really dedicate his time to be with Freddie and, you know, help in the, uh, help Rihanna, um, during, like, the, this time after Freddie's been born, which is, I think, really hectic for a lot of parents, so... Um, yeah, I think the break is good for him. And also, I had a question. Do you think this will affect what he does in the next, you know, two years when One Direction's not, you know, making music? Um, I mean, I'm sure. And I'm sure he'll probably spend a lot of his time in L.A. Mm -hmm. Um, but then that is conducive if he wanted to do, like, his own music or some, like, music producing or something, because then it's, like, all right there. Um so then he could like be near his kid and like also be working on side projects um but then that wouldn't be really conducive if he wanted to do x-factor stuff but like obviously like you know he has to like Mm -hmm. um think about i'm sure he probably doesn't even know um but yeah we'll just we'll just have to see yeah i'm sure he doesn't even know like what his plans are like what maybe you had ideas of what you were gonna do but then you have a baby and you're like you know let me 
take a reality check here for a second. Um, so yeah, that yeah. was super exciting news, and I'm happy to get to talk about it. And the picture is just amazing. I've set my my background screen on my phone to this picture, or my lock screen oh. <laughs> because it's too cute. Um, but yeah, that was just an exciting moment because I feel like we've been waiting for more baby news from Louie for a really long time. Um, our next sort of main discussion topic is the History Music Video. Um, it was released January 26th, um, and we weren't given any notice of it at all. We were sort of expecting that it was going to be coming soon because uh, History was announced as the new single a while back. Uh, but we hadn't really seen any talk about it, but we assumed there'd be a music video. Um, and we, it was, the music video was just sort of dropped with a tweet from the One Direction Twitter. Um, and uh, Kara, where were you when this video dropped? Oh, man. Um, I don't even know. I was probably sleeping. Because, like, the time zones really mess me up because, like, we're not like, in the same time zone, so, like, it's, like, we could be doing two completely different things, so I literally don't know where I was, and, like, um, I've been having, like, orientation stuff all week, so, like, um, I don't know, like, I've been sort of just, like, in a frenzy, uh, so, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know where I was, where were you? I think I was in my room, and I got the tweet, but I didn't watch it right away, I, uh, like, waited a while before I decided to watch it, um, Yeah, so the basis of the music video, and this is sort of what we predicted, um, was it was a mashup of old video that they had, old video footage, either from old music videos, from different um, photography shoots that they'd done, different tours that they've done in the past, Um, and this was, and other stuff, um, just random footage, maybe like stuff from, I don't know, movie, movie load clips that they've filmed. Um, but it was spliced with footage of the boys singing um, the song in front of a brick wall uh, somewhere. And <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it tended to go in time order. So the music video started off with like the boys being formed and the big OT5 hug when the band was formed on X Factor. Um, and it sort of carried on uh, through their journey of One Direction, which was nice. Um, But yeah, we're not going to do a full music video discussion, but I've had some key points that I want to discuss. But Kara, why don't you talk about in general what you thought of the music video? Um, So I actually just watched it for the first time today because I've been putting it off because I know. know (laughs) Good thing I planned the docs, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Um, cause I knew I was going to cry and like, I didn't want to like, you know, I had to have some time away from like my housemates to like cry uh-huh. over one D. Um, but I didn't actually cry. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, is that a mark of a not so great music video? If it doesn't make Kara cry because Kara cries at everything. So, but, um, it was really cute. Um, you're, we're just asking like, uh, general like, reaction. Yeah. Overall thoughts. Okay, right. My brain is kind of, like, fried, and, like, t- I, like, hallucinated seeing a big penguin today because I had fever, serious? so, like, my brain's... Yeah, no, I really did think I saw a giant penguin because it was, like, some guy in, like, a hat and a coat, and, like, I honestly it thought it was a giant been. penguin. Maybe he's an but... animagus. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you never know. It's... I'm in England. <laughs> um, oh, actually, I forgot to tell you. Um, 
the day we went to Stonehenge, we went to two other places, and one of them was Tottingham to, Road. Um, this little like. No. No. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> oh wait, I don't know, but it was like the place where Lily and James's uh, house was, and like the house oh, they that's used. So and I have cool. pictures of it. So. Yeah, it was really cool, and like it was like all in this little village that looks like from the like medieval times or like wow. straight up Harry Potter. I feel like it probably was actually. Um, it's used in a lot of films and stuff, and um, we actually ate dinner at a pub there, oh, and it's like really so cool, cool and stuff. Part of anyway, us while we catch back up to with the news video. <laughs> yeah, um, I know. Send me those pictures. Um, yes, what definitely. was I saying? Okay, so music video. In general, my thoughts were that it was good. It was sort of what I expected. Um, they didn't use new footage, really. There's a, most of the footage I saw was stuff that I'd seen, maybe like a couple different camera angles. Um, and I have seen a lot of One Direction footage, so I, yeah. I could, nothing seemed to stand out as new to me. Um, but it was still good. And then I had this comment, what is with the camera angle when they were singing in front of the brick I wall? This is a camera know. angle they seem to use in their music videos. I distinctly remember it being used in Drag Me Down all, quite a bit. It's oh, where yeah. the camera is, like, quite low to the ground and, like, looking up. So the boys sort of, like, lean over the camera. And maybe that's good for some shots. But for the whole time, the camera to be down there, it's like, I want to get a full-on shot of their clothing because I like to dissect that. Like, I need a nice, like, not this weird upwards angle. I don't know what that is. I just am very confused. Like, it's just, like... They didn't have money for a film crew, so they just put one camera like on the ground and just like, oh, okay, yeah, That's let's what go it with seems that, like. and just like left it there. Yeah, I'm just so confused. And like this brick wall, like this random brick wall, they just found like a back alley or something. Like it seems, so confused. It seems like this was not because of the single changing from uh, Infinity to History. It seems like this video wasn't as planned out. Plus, like the boys had already been on break when I think this was filmed. So, I mean, I guess it's reasonable that it's uh, not, like, so professionally done. But, I mean, interesting. Like, you could have picked the camera up, like, a foot or something, made it a better angle. Um, but let's get into some of the, s- the shots we saw in the flashback um, clips. There was a lot of OT5, which was uh, nice. It was It was definitely different because... Now I feel like we've set in this zone of One Direction being OT4, you know, the four boys, Zayn's not in One Direction anymore, that seems more normal to me, and when we see footage, um, even old footage that they splice together, they really keep it concentrated on just the four boys. Um, So this had a lot of Zayn being in the video. There was some very distinct Zyle moments and Zooey or Zooist moments. Um, what did you think about, what did you think this meant, like, with Zane being in the video so much? I just feel like that was, like, a good, um, yeah. a good choice. Um, even though, like, it sort of hurts, <laughs> um, and I wonder how the boys felt about it, because I'm sure they're not all in the best, like, you know, we know that they're, yeah. they're not in the best terms, so, um, uh, I'm just, like, wondering how they felt about that, but, um, I don't know, in the fans' perspective, I think that's smart because, like, it it would be, like, you know, stupid to just pretend like he was never in the band and he wasn't, like, a huge yeah. part of the band for, like, so many years. And the so song's called years. History, so it's, um, like... Especially... Exactly. So, yeah. And it's, like, definitely, like, focuses on, like, the older parts yeah. of 1D more so, I think. 
So, like, definitely you can't just pretend he wasn't Um, a part of that. It was was nice to see that again, to remind us, like, of the old days when Zayn was a part of the band. Um, You know, it's coming up to a year pretty soon, which is crazy. I know, which we'll get into that when we talk about Zayn. Um, Oh, yeah. But, yeah, crazy, crazy. So I really liked uh, seeing, seeing that footage. Um, and then there was also footage of fans being in the music video. I mean, I, it wasn't really fan-focused, I would say, but there were definitely different clips of um, crowd shots or up close of different fans um, seeing the boys at concerts, which I think is a whole part of the message of history. And the boys have said it, uh, how much the fans have really been with them through all of this. Uh, so I thought that was really great to include stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then... I thought it was funny how um, for different parts they tried to match up the words of the song to what video was showing at the different times. So um, it, I noticed it more in the uh, bridge when Louis was singing like expensive cars and champagne and hotel rooms and tattoos. Um, there was a lot of lining up of different shots of like Louis, Liam getting a tattoo, which was from the perfect music video. And Expensive Cars was funny because it was, like, a shot of them driving, um, I think it was in the Live While We're Young video, driving, like, um, maniacs, uh, across, like, an open field. Oh, that's so funny. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it was from when Louis drove the Jeep. I mean, Louis drives in, like, every music video. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) yeah, which, Expensive Cars, so it was kind of, like, tongue-in-cheek a bit. And then some of it was, like, with Zane footage, which was just... Um, a little bit heartbreaking when it was like I thought we were going strong, and then there'd be like Zane, and it was oh like, my god, oh, no. Know? But um, yeah, one of my favorite scenes was Nary, Harry and Niall peeing together. Um, there was a shot of that which was great. I guess they are just super comfortable, you know, pee together, whatever. Um, and then <laughs> what did you have a favorite moment from it, Kara? Or, like, anything stick out to you? Um, I think, like, when they're all in the car, like, um, I think it must have been, like, 2011, 2012, and they were oh, all like, cuddling yeah, in the yeah. car. I feel like that's just, like, an iconic, like, moment, and it's just, like, so cute. They honestly are babies, and it just, I don't know, it just, like, they just seem so innocent, and I don't know, it's, mm-hmm. like, nice to look back on that. Um, and then the music video was finishing with the last concert hug that they did um, when they performed on The X Factor this past December, um, which was nice to see. So it sort of started with the hug at X Factor when they were formed and then ended with the hug when they performed for the last time on X Factor. Um, And then they all ended up walking away from each other in four different directions at the end when it was saying, we're going to live forever, and then they just walk away, which was like, Oh my god, you know, are they going to live forever? Why are they walking away from each other? So, I saw this on, I think it was Sugarscape, who posted an article talking with Ben Winston, I think, and Gabe, I'm not sure his last name, like, the directors of the music video, and, like, the producers, and they were saying that um, there was, like, after, like, the longer version of, and, like, the original version of the uh, music video was actually, like, them walking away, but then all coming back together, um and they decided to cut that bit out because it just didn't look right or something um and they were like saying like oh we probably should have left that in because now people are like reading into it but um yeah so 
Uh, I think that's good that they made that correction because, uh, yeah, everyone was, like, freaking out over, like, the walking away thing because that seems pretty, like, symbolic. I know. Like, I wish they'd run together at I know. the end. That would have been, like, such a symbolic moment of them coming, being like, we're going to walk away and be ourselves, but we're going to come I know. back. You I know? just don't understand. I don't care how it fit with the rest of it. You know, this was really for the fans. It would have been really funny to be like, oh, my God, they're going to go away, and then they all run back and hug yeah, each other. Yeah, that would have been great like, symbolism, but... But no, they decided to take it the complete opposite direction and make it terrible. Like, I feel like we should like make a petition for them to release um, that yes. footage for us. <laughs> like, I feel like they would, right? They have it. Somewhere. It's probably like, two seconds. Like, it doesn't cost, like yeah. cost that much money to like post it up there. Honestly, so you know, well, that was interesting end. Um, but. Let's talk about the outfits that we saw in this music video. Um, we'll start with Louie. Louie was in some black skinnies as usual. I'm pretty sure he's, like, always in black skinny jeans when he does music videos. Um, he had Adidas shoes on, but what was most notable was his sweater that he was wearing. It was an orange, white, and black striped sweater. And I know some people were comparing it to Bert from Sesame Street. Oh my god! the top. The tall one, right? Uh, and then Ernie is the shorter one. Bert and Ernie. Yeah, Bert's the taller one. Yeah, so um, we're comparing it to that sweater. I don't know. I like the sweater. I thought it looked nice. Like, it was a nice sweater. What did you think? I think it's good because I feel like he sometimes does the classic, like, black t-shirt and then black skinny. Yeah. So I like that he, like, went out of his comfort zone a little bit and, like, put some mm-hmm. stripes on there. Yeah, I thought it was good. And also it's, like, a new, like, a new modern take on, like, his old stripes. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah i'm sure he didn't do that on purpose Kara, but like it's it's Kara's nice referring to back in x-factor days um when he wore striped shirts yeah with his red pants oh, classic and his days. suspenders or braces as they call them in england i never know what to say like i, I think i tweeted about yeah i was talking to someone on twitter and we were talking about what we want to see um freddie tomlinson wear in you know fashion department <laughs> and i said suspenders i think but i never know if i should say braces or suspenders or... yeah they're like um uh some of my housemates are doing internships and like they've had meetings with their like advisors and mm-hmm. um like one of the things that like they told like the advisors told my housemates were like make sure that you don't call like trousers pants like to the, your internship <laughs> people because they will like laugh at you and think you're ridiculous because pants over here are like underwear so like uh-huh yeah uh it's so funny yeah like that was like their number it's always thing. hard to like adjust when you're reading different things like if you read an article that's talking about you no know, pants like america versus england you have to like know where it's coming yeah. from because then it could really change the context yeah um so then Niall was wearing some light blue skinny jeans, which looked nice, and he had a black button down on in some black suede boots, and he was wearing his glasses, uh, which looked very hipster and beautiful on his face. And I just know the first time he got to come up to the camera, and this, this is what also happened, the boys would like sing together, and then whoever's turn was to like solo would like come up to the camera and like hunch over it. <laughs> <laughs> and it seemed like it was just, like, this one take that they did. Um, but I distinctly remember Niall coming up and, like, putting his fingers in his pocket and, like, hunching over. And I loved the glasses. Oh, and it just man. looked so good. He just looked so good. Like, in this music video, he, yeah. like, was glowing and 
just ethereal. I finally figured out how to say that word, so. Yes, wait, how did you use to say uh, Urethria or something. I literally <laughs> thought it like started with <laughs> funny i'm pretty sure that happened on an episode so oh no it did it that. happened on the one with two muses yeah. and when i was editing it um i realized that they like they told me how to say it like after like they corrected me like as i was asking like how to say it um initially but then like five minutes goes by and i keep on like trying to figure out how to say it when they already had told me how to say it like five minutes before so it's just ridiculous <laughs> like me and you were just like laughing and we were just like i don't know Aww. like <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. Oh, that was a great episode. What episode was that? Number? I don't know. Go find it. I think 30, because uh, I remember like talking about like a midlife crisis, oh, but then it's yeah, not yeah. midlife. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. Episode 30 was a really fun episode. It really was. <clears throat> um, okay, then we have Liam, who was wearing black skinny jeans, a white button down that had like sort of this big um, tannish stripe across it. And then a black fedora, so the black fedora was what stood out to me, and he's worn that in a couple of music videos now, I think. Yeah. Um, new staple piece for him, I guess. Yeah, that's interesting, because I feel like it's, like, his staple of this era, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, Harry, whose outfits are always the best, and that's why we save them for last, um, <laughs> uh, was wearing black skinny jeans, um, black leather boots, and a yellow Burberry Prosum Spring Summer 2016 lace t-shirt thing. Lace shirt. It was short sleeves. Um, he had the sleeves rolled up, but it was this yellow lace see-through shirt. And you could, like, see his tattoos underneath. It was a glorious shirt. What did you think about this, Kara? Um, honestly, God bless us. <laughs> I'm so happy that we got to see this. And I want to see this in, like, a giant screen and just, like, look yeah. at his fashion choices. And, like, it's yeah. funny because um, our listener, Sarah, who is who has a blog, which is cottoncandyunicorn.com, um, she did, like, this uh, post about, like, things that she wanted to see Harry Styles wear. And this was one of them, or, like, lace shirts from um, Burberry, I think. I think it was Mm -hmm. um, this specific one. She said that she wanted to see him wear this. And, like, he did. And, like, I remember, like, um, going through that post and be like, oh, my God. Like, yes, yes, yes. And the fact that he, like, actually did. Like, it's so cool. Like, I just, oh, yes. I know. That's crazy. I'm happy that this happened and I need more of it. Because we've seen him in, like, black sheer shirts or, like, more lacy. But this was yellow, which just really. Yeah. And, like, Niall wore, like, a sheer, like, lacy shirt Mm -hmm. the one time. And, like, I just love Niall when he does stuff like that because it's just, like, you don't expect it. Like, I always get shocked every single time, like, he pulls something out like that. I'm just, like, Mm -hmm. yes, Niall, like, you go. Work that sheer. He does. And, like, it's just so cute because he's so innocent and doesn't have any tattoos. But then Harry's, like, has his, like, plethora of, like... um, Naked women tattoos on his body. Yeah, slash his... (laughs) What's that called? Um, Lisa Frank. Like, you know what I mean? Like, old school, like... Like, I just feel like his body is like a Lisa Frank binder, mm-hmm. but black and white and a little more hipster. That's a good analogy. It's like a little kid stuck stickers all over Harry's Literally. Styles. <laughs> <laughs> um, so back to the music video. What were your, I guess we sort of did overall impressions at the beginning. Was this what you expected or wanted from the music video? Because I saw on Twitter some mixed reactions from people. Some people were like, I think most people were like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like, 
bringing me back, but then others were a little disappointed because a lot of the footage, or pretty much all the footage that was in the music video, was taken from old stuff. Um, so it wasn't really something new to us. It was just sort of spliced up old music videos, spliced up, you know, different shots. So some people were disappointed. Do you think, uh, how, how did you feel in terms of that, Kara? Um, I think I was a bit underwhelmed. Um, it cause, cause it kind of just seemed like it could have been a fan video. Um, but also I think that for what it was and for probably like, they had a probably limited time, um, to make it. So, um, I don't know. I thought it was nice that they, um, put in old footage and stuff, but I would have loved to see like footage that they've never released anywhere or like the million hours that they have from like the, this is us movie that they haven't released anywhere. Um, Like, that would have been fun, because... But then also, it's, like, something to be said about, like, seeing footage, like, that brings you back to, like, the specific time that, like, you first saw it. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I have kind of mixed reactions. I'm sure that, like, maybe if I go watch it a few more times... I, I don't think it's, like, a very um, rewatchable video. Although, I don't know. Because uh, it's not... It doesn't, like, really bring anything new to the table except for, like, Harry's shirt. <laughs> but, Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I feel similarly. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting a lot from it because I sort of figured that they'd just be using footage we'd already been, already seen. Um, so, like, but obviously I would have liked to have new footage. So it was kind of like, okay, like, that wasn't the most, I wasn't blown away by the music video. Yeah. Um, but it was nice with, with what they had and, and I think, I liked how they lined different things up based on the words and... Um, some of the footage that they took, I think, was, you know, everyone's going to love that nary peeing footage. <laughs> and um, there was one where all the boys fall down yes, at the same time, which was funny. Um, so different things like that, I thought, were good footage. But again, it's stuff we've seen. And, and also with history, um, if they had time, there could have been potential to really get fans more involved exactly. in it. Sort of like the Shake It Off music video from taylor swift where she had fans in it did she um, really i didn't know yeah that. At oh the, wow near the, nearing the end it was all fans dancing with her she That's like invited so cool. them uh secret top secret location and all this stuff as she does um so like it could have been really cool but i didn't have high expectations for it to be some like you know drag me down or best song ever type of music video yeah and also i think it, i'm glad that they at least had like them in the music video like singing it like at least those clips were in there because like it could have been literally like a fan video like you know what I mean like just them like black and white old clips so like Mm -hmm. at least we got that um Mm -hmm. uh there's something else oh yeah I forgot to mention this this is one of my other favorite parts and they were all in a line like kicking doing like a line you know what is it called I forget what that's called yeah yeah that was a great part and Harry was doing like some jazz hands and Mm -hmm. Harry and Niall and I'm just like this is this is great that was, like, yeah. one of my favorite parts. See, they needed more of that in it. Like, that, yeah, like, them just you. being silly. Exactly. That's what we fell in love with the boys for the first place, is them being completely ridiculous Idiots. and yeah. silly and, like, interacting with each other, being silly. Like, that's entertaining to watch, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's fun. It makes you happy to see other people happy and being silly and whatnot. So, I need more of that. That's why X Factor, like the old video diaries, were so great uh, because they were just being silly together. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and this also brings to the table. There's been shots of the Infinity music video with the fan art 
background wall with the boys singing in front of it, which was not the wall that was this wall that we got in this music <laughs> video. So, like, where is that wall? Where is that footage? Did they complete it? Are they just sort of leaving it? Or, because I feel like developing that wall with all the fan art probably costs some money, you know? I know. Um, I just feel like if they had that as the wall, I think it would have added, like, such another great dimension. I don't know why they just didn't put that wall up again. It's so annoying. But I know. The brick, like, the brick looked nice, but... <laughs> I'm sure it, like, aesthetically it looked nice. It looked like something out of, like, you know, an, a hairy Instagram. But at the same time, yeah. like, sometimes you gotta sacrifice the aesthetic for, like, some heart, you know? God dang it, Harry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, alright. So, any wrap-up thoughts about the music video before we move on to another music video? <laughs> Um, I don't think so. I just want to know what people think because I've I've seen like very positive reviews and very negative reviews. I think I'm pretty like in the middle. I'm pretty neutral, like you know, yeah. like it's like I'm not like over the moon. I'm not under the moon. I'm like just <laughs> on the moon, you know. Uh huh. Great, great description of where you are, Kara. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Zane. We talked a whole bunch about Zane two episodes ago, so if you haven't listened to that, um, we really get into uh, the what I keep forgetting what nuances. Mag- what the nuances? No, what magazine? Oh, <laughs> Billboard. Was it Billboard that he yes. did? I I know I said the wrong thing last time. So you said Rolling now- Stones last time. So oh, okay, Billboard. yeah, okay, that's what it. Okay, so Billboard. We we really dissected that interview that he did. And, um, I think, I think, I don't think we were, I mean, okay, you can listen to it and and see what you think, but I'm going to try and, you know, look at this as more of a non-subjective, more objective perspective to a lot of this, but we'll see how I do. Um, (laughs) I feel like, but wait, how can you be objective? Like, just be yourself. What? What? (laughs) It cut off. Oh, I was just saying, don't be objective. Just be yourself, and oh, okay. I'll, I'll well, definitely balance okay. you out. I just worry. what I mean. What I mean is, I don't want to be super negative about Zane. Just like I feel like we did that episode. Not not that we were negative all the time about Zane, but I did complain a lot about things that he'd done two episodes ago. So now it's like I just want to accept the fact that I'm not going to agree with him on a lot okay. of stuff and look at him from a more artistry sort of uh, okay. lens. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Um, okay, so Pillow Talk, which is Zayn's new single, was released on Friday the 29th of January, and it was released onto iTunes and onto Vivo with a music video as well at the same time, um, which doesn't happen a lot with um, singles and songs being released. Usually the music video comes out afterwards. Um but, uh, yeah, so that was pretty exciting. I know we knew it was coming, so it wasn't dropped out of nowhere, but we didn't have, like, tons of preparation. It was, we only kind of knew about a week in advance that it was coming on the Friday. Um, and then also there has been, before we get into that, I want to talk about some of the interviews Zane has been doing. Um, there's been a lot, so, and I've listened to a lot of interviews, radio interviews that he's been doing, um, but I think the most important one was the Beats 1 um, interview that Zane did uh, with Apple Music, um, with Zane Lowe. And um, that was the first one where we got to hear sort of Zane talking about 
um, you know, talking live about his experience in One Direction. And there's been a couple things. Zayn was supposed to be on the Graham Norton show, but that got canceled. Another interview got canceled. And it's like, I think apparently due to scheduling stuff. Um, I'm not really sure. But so it ended up being the Beats One Beats One radio interview. I mean, Apple Music interview that was um, sort of where we got to hear stuff talked about first. So I'm just going to go through some important points that we... Um, found out from this interview. Firstly, uh, Zane talked a lot about appreciating his time with One Direction. Um, Kara, did you listen to any of this, by the way? I listened to, yeah, I listened to part of Zane, the, uh, yeah, Beats One one. Okay. Um, I don't know how much, a part, it was a half hour long, so I don't know, like, there was- Oh, t- really? Oh my yeah. god, I thought it was like two minutes, because I watched like two minutes I know there was clips all over Twitter so oh wow okay I'll um, definitely have to go back yeah you have to definitely watch it because it's I didn't I listened to it actually I didn't watch the whole thing um because the video footage hadn't come out in time for me to Mm. watch it but uh I thought this was an informative um interview so he talked a lot about appreciating his time with One Direction which I think we all know but a lot of times it sort of gets overlooked because of some of the things that he's done since One Direction Um, But he seemed to really appreciate, um, you know, the band and what it's done for him. And now he talked about this coming era of his life to be about wanting to do his own thing. Because while One Direction was great and it was an awesome opportunity and he had a good time for the most part in One Direction, um, he wasn't really doing, making music that was true to himself and making music that he wanted to. So now it's like he wants to do his own thing and that's cool. Um, so yeah, I think that's good. Um, we also found out, I feel like I'm out of breath. There's a lot of talking. (laughs) Um, we also found out that his album is going to be called Mind of Mine, which is a bit of a tongue twister. Um, and also this is very strange because we had previously thought that the album was going to be called Before, which is now only a song on the album. Or as I put it in the Google Doc, a sog on the I know, I was, I was laughing about that. <laughs> on the album. Good old sog. Um, but yeah, album title, Mind of Mine, which uh, I think is pretty self-explanatory. I think this album's really about him, you know, doing, like, going into his own experiences, him talking about what he wants to talk about and making music from, like, his heart and from his mind and just really about, like you know, taking his creativity and putting it through to the music. Um, So, Kara, what do you think of this album title? Okay, I kind of hate it. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. I think it's, like, so pretentious, and, like, I just think it's, like, really... Um, for, for one, it really does not roll off the tongue I in know. any stretch of the matter. Second of all, it sounds like something that, like, a scene kid from 2004 would have as his, like um myspace like uh (laughs) like like title or something and just be like welcome to my crazy twisted mind or something and i just i just um i don't know i just feel like it's something someone who frequently shops at hot topic and (laughs) um thinks that they're so crazy and quirky uh like i don't know it i'm sure like I'm sure I'm gonna like the album, but like, just the title just kills me. Like, yeah, Zane, what the heck? I'm not too big of a fan of the title either. Like you said, it's hard to say, which isn't gonna be great for like promoting it. 
Um, I, I think I liked Before better. It's shorter. We're just saying something. Yeah. Like, Mind of Mine is just a little bit, I don't know. But whatever. Whatever, you know. Um, yeah. But in also in the interview that he did, we found out that he's recorded about 40 di- 46 different songs for the album. Um, and that the album's pretty much finished. I think it's just a couple more things to do. A t- couple touches to make it sound great, as he said. Um, but 46 songs is quite a lot to record. Um, I never understand how they can, like, decide what goes on the album and what doesn't. And then, like, what happens to all those other songs, you know? Because if I, I put my heart into something, I kind of want to share it, you know? Yeah, I think I, if I was, like, if I really liked so many more songs, I'd definitely, like, upload them to, like, SoundCloud or something. Yeah, like... or save them for future. I mean, it's just a way to make money, you know? Make more <laughs> albums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I know Ellie Golding always has, like, 25 songs on her albums. Or, like, oh, 20, wow. 20, like, they're huge sometimes. So, um, you know, you can you can do it. Uh, and he actually said this album's going to be about 17 or 18 songs, which is quite a big album, you know, in general, compared to Adele, who, who released her album mm-hmm. with only 10 songs on it. Um, besides, I think the Target edition has a couple more, which I haven't gotten and I need to get. Um, but yeah, 17 or 18 songs is pretty long, and now that we've heard one, it'll be, it's weird to think we still have, like, 16 or 17 to go to listen to. Um, it's just, like, a lot of songs to get through and to analyze. Um, but also, Zane talked about, um, going back and after one, after he left One Direction, like, what he did, because we got those Facebook messages or whatever, um, or official Facebook post from One Direction that said um, Zayn wanted to be a regular 22-year-old. And we all kind of side-eyed that and we're like, okay, um, it's not that cool. And, like, you can't really be a regular 22-year-old and all that type of stuff. And it was also kind of like, is that really what you're doing? Um, and he said in the interview that that lasted about two weeks, which makes me think that really wasn't the plan. It was just sort of like something to tell us to placate us which makes me a little bit upset but you know whatever um and he said he was back in the studio a couple months after quitting the band um so really like he was just ready to go with his own stuff um which I guess I feel like it was sooner than that I feel like we saw him in the studio like literally like a week or two after (laughs) I know I could be it could be like totally messing that up because memory is subjective and no i'm pretty yeah. sure that's that's what i thought or at least like, like naughty boy like you know what i mean yeah. like i thought he was like with naughty boy in the out like the studio like literally like a week after and we were just, like, all like what the heck uh, maybe yeah. maybe he was doing that but it wasn't till like a couple months later he really started um working with like male is that how you say it yeah um the producer and i think so um Maybe, like, really focusing on his album? I'm not really sure. But this is what came out of the interview anyway. Um, Yeah. They could be feeding us lies. Um, So, for the... um, uh, For being a solo artist, he said it was good because he could have his own creative direction, and it was very liberating, and he said, it feels great to take the responsibility myself. Um, And I know, I don't know if it was in this interview or one of the other radio interviews that he's done, um, he was talking about how really he's taken all this upon himself, so if it goes well, he'll know that it was because he did a lot of it, but if it, it, like, doesn't go well, it's also because he did a lot of it, like, he's very much responsible for Mm. what he's putting out, which I think is probably a good feeling uh, to be in control of 
your product and your your music and your creative like output I guess um Karen feel free to jump in if I say anything you want to like make a point about because I'm just going through these um the next thing I have is a couple of songs I'm not sure which ones we've um talked about before but this was a couple I mean this was new information for the song it's you on the album um Zane Lowe who interviewed for Beats One with um Zane was listened to this song called It's You and he talked about how this song is about the breakup of a relationship and a relationship falling apart and he said it sounded very personal and he was asking Zane if it was hard to write um really personal songs um but yeah so It's You that'll be an interesting one because that really seems that according to Zane the interviewer um that it was coming from personal experiences, which is what Karen and I always talk about as being really important to um, songwriting. So I'm hoping we get a lot of that type of stuff um, in his album. Uh, Kara, are you still there? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, great. Because I couldn't hear you at all. Um, <clears throat> uh, do you have any commentary on that or should I just keep going? I think it's interesting that they keep on, like, I feel like the ones we just keep hearing about are she and it's you. Um, I feel like we haven't gotten, I mean, maybe those are the ones that, like, are completely finalized. So that's, like, the ones that they keep they keep teasing. Or maybe those are, like, going to be the next singles or something. But, like, now I want to, like, hear them really badly, so. Um, there's a list of songs that I have, I think, later that there's, like, been rumors about. But who knows? So she, um, Zane said, was a party tune. And he said, it's not as intense lyrically it's more about having a good time which i thought was an interesting way to describe a song but maybe that'll be like the song they play in the clubs or whatever you know get the get the young clubbers i don't know i'm not i'm not a clubber i don't know what they call them oh my gosh (laughs) um but yeah so autists were actually like 85 years old what as I cough and die. I was just saying plot twists were actually 80, like, five we years We could old. be. I mean, you sort of sound 80 <coughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm coughing up a lung. Aww. I actually just went to a club this weekend, and they played great music, so shout out to English clubs. Ooh, nice. That's all I have to say. Um, all right. Then uh, he also talked about eventually going on tour, and um, he said if there's a demand for a tour that he'll tour and I'm sure there's going to be a demand for tour seeing as how well his song's been doing it's been either number one or number two in the charts um, it beat out Rihanna which was number one and then Zayn's song um, was number one and then Drake's song was number one so I don't know how this is going to finish on Friday and who's got the number one single but um, they should all collab they should. and then make the ultimate one number one. That would be amazing. That really would be. That would be a great collaboration. Wow. I know. I was just thinking about Zayn and Rihanna collabing. Like, I feel like I was thinking about the other day. And, like, Zayn and Drake, Zayn loves Drake. So, like, mm-hmm. what could go wrong? It would be great. And I'm sure we're going to see that eventually on not maybe. I think he said this album he only collaborated maybe with one person. It was more about himself. But I'm. If, yeah. if this album is successful, he sort of has to prove himself as a solo artist first. But yeah. if he does, then I'm sure there's going to be people like Drake and Rihanna who might want to collaborate with him. Uh, especially because sure. they're sort of in that music genre that Zane um, is working in. Um, so then a couple other songs that have been going around title-wise are Rewind, 
wrong. I got mine, my ways, which a lot of it just seems so personal. I and my and yeah. wrong, you know, wrong. Just, I don't know, but that seems like it's a personal song, you know? Um, So, you know, it'll be interesting and it'll be weird if there's songs about leaving the band or like what he was going through at that time. I don't know if it'll be explicitly like, this is my song about leaving One Direction, um, oh but you know, a lot of emotion comes out from leaving One Direction, so yeah, it's got to be in the album somewhere. Yeah, I could see like my ways, maybe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, that makes sense. So we'll do some analyzing come March twenty fifth, which was announced oh, as yep. uh, when the album's coming out. March twenty fifth happens to be a Friday. I guess that's a get a bit lucky because albums usually now come out on Fridays. Um, and that was the day Zayn left the band a year ago, um, which is just weird and crazy and like, wow, way to pick the day you left the band, you know, that's... So do you feel negatively about this? What, what are your feelings? Tell me. Um, I don't know if I feel negatively. It's just definitely a statement. And it, they were probably like, okay, let's do it around March. Oh, hey, look, March 25th is a Friday. <laughs> let's pick that day. Sounds good. Like, I don't think it was accidental, but I think they were probably aiming no. for an area and it happened to match up. Um, I don't think, I think if March 25th was a Monday or Tuesday, they wouldn't have done that. Um, but because it works, because it's a Friday and that's when, you know, releases happen that uh, they did it. I don't mind too much. I think it's going to get him a lot of extra press um, being like, yeah. oh my God, one year after he left, he's like putting out new music. Um, but I don't know if I'm too upset about it. I just think it's just kind of funny like he's also like making a point to comment on knowing that that's the day he left like purposely you know I don't know what do you think yeah um yeah I definitely thought it was like a statement and I don't I don't feel like upset about it I think that um some fans are upset about it and I think that's like fine because it is kind of like you know cheeky to do um but I think it's like sort of like an interesting like like statement Mm -hmm. like just from an artistic sense like it's a very like you know like full circle type of thing Mm -hmm. just like showing where you were like and where you came from like a year later like circles full circles just you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so I don't know I I think it's cool I think it's kind of cool that he did that Mm -hmm. actually um it's very symbolic and um yes now does this mean that every year he has to release an album on the 25th (laughs) What is going on? What? What's that like weird uh, oh, noise? Oh, you mean the banging going on? Yes, yeah. that is my radiator. <laughs> Are you serious? So I have the only building on campus that I'm like in a really old building and it's oh not been God. renovated for a while and we have radiators in the room and my building makes really loud clanking noises with the radiators. So literally you'll be asleep at night and wake up to sound like sound oh like people God. picking huge metal poles and whacking them near your head because of course the bed like the head of the bed is right by the radiator. So it's super loud which is so annoying. You'll wake up in the middle of the night. I I was listening to people outside my hall. Plus you can hear the radiators going off in the building and you're like god, I feel no. bad for whoever's radiator that is. Um, the pipes are really weird in this building too, but I heard people oh coming God. up the stairs being like, like, oh yeah, I woke up and it was part of my dream. And I'm like, I know you're talking about the radiators because they suck. <laughs> like I just knew. So oh my God. hopefully it like usually doesn't carry on for that long. So hopefully it won't go away, but 
next. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what that is. That sounds so weird and, like, deliberate. It, it just, it's, it's so weird. It's unfair, because waking up, it, I feel like I have a child or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, it gets me so upset, or you're, like, trying to study God. and there's banging. I can't express my upsetness. But all of the administrators at my college, I think, should have to sleep in this building and, you know, deal with the clanking so that they can understand yes. that it's not cool and they need to get it fixed. Oh my god. Um, anyway. <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, what were we talking about? I think we sort of finished up with those other song titles. Oh, we were talking about the yeah. 25, um, March 25th. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but let's move on to Zane now being called Zane, all caps, and not Zane Malik or Zane no caps. It's Zane, all caps. He has artistically used that name. You know, Adele goes by Adele rather than Adele Atkins. And uh, Lady Gaga goes by Lady Gaga instead of Stephanie, whatever her last name is. So Zane <laughs> has decided to go by Zane. What do you think about this, Kara? Um, I think it's sort of interesting. I feel like Zane Malik just has a nice mm-hmm. ring to it. And I feel like he, uh, I mean, it's obviously his choice, but I feel like Zane Malik just sounds so mm-hmm. good. Um, but like, obviously, Zane is a pretty unique name, yeah. so he can get away with just using Zane. But I feel like the all caps is really jarring to me, and it's like kind of a little too much. Like, I feel like if he went like all lowercase, it'd be cool, but like the all uppercase is just like too yeah. much. And like, stylistically, I'm just like, stop yelling at me, Zane. Like, I get it. Like, you're there and you're proud, but like, come on. Um, and also the fact that he like capitalized his song names. I feel like the fact, like, when I'm looking through an album, like, they're all gonna be capital. Oh my god, I need to sneeze. Um, I feel like there's gonna be way too much. Um, but yeah, what do you think about Um, it? I do not like the all caps. I feel like Zane is fine for his name. I feel like that's what everyone's been calling him, like, this past year, just because he's become Zane, because it is really unique, except for Zane Lowe, who happened to interview him. Um, yeah. Spelling though, actually, that's original yeah. Zane spelling, which I no Zane oh, spelling Z A I N. All right, so there's yeah. three different spellings. Anyway, <laughs> um, I was wondering if he would go back to like his original spelling, oh, like to make a wow. statement. Be but uh, I guess it would kind of be silly based on like um, you know, getting like public attention. Like you know, it would it's people know yeah. the why now, so it would be not um. I don't know if whatever the word is productive. Um, but yeah, I don't like the all caps. I think it should just be capital Z A Y N. Um, but whatever, you know, you do you, you know. Um, all right. So this episode is going to be freaking long, (laughs) but let's talk about pillow talk, which is the single that came out. Um, what did you think on first listen? What was your first listening experience like? So, okay, so I, um, I was gonna stay up and wait for it, but, like, I'm not in the right time zone anymore, and, god, I feel like I sound so (laughs) sick right now, but, um, I'm sorry, uh, blame my immune system. Anyway, um, so I woke up, and it was, like, the first thing I did, I was, like, so psyched to be, like, waking up to a new song Mm -hmm. from Zayn, and, um, the first thing I did was, like, watch the music video and listen to it, like, obviously, um, on Wait, my so iPhone. you watched and, like, the music think... video and listened for the first time at the same time? Yeah, and I feel like that's, Interesting. like... Interesting. Um, I feel like it made, uh, it a better experience, because I liked the music video, which we'll, I'm sure mm-hmm. we'll get into. Um, and I think that it, like, 
uh, I don't know, but it's sort of like hard to like listen and watch at the same time. But I really, I really liked it on first listen. Um, I was like jamming out, uh, like upon even just waking up, I was like into it. And, um, I think that it like, um, vocally it wasn't as like, um, like explorative or like didn't like really show off his range as much as I mm-hmm. thought it would. Um, it was more, definitely more pop than I thought mm-hmm. it would be. Um, like, but it's definitely, like, very made for radio, and, like, I think that's kind of a very safe choice for the first single, um, so, like, I can understand why he did that, um, so, but, yeah, I really like it, and I've been listening to it a lot, or not so much recently, but I was listening to it a lot when it first mm-hmm. came out, um, so, like, three days ago, <laughs> but, yeah, I really yeah, liked it. Yeah, I was, I stayed up, I think, because it was only, it only came out at 12 o'clock here, uh, Oh my god, yeah, that'd be 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah. here, so. so it was midnight, so I was up, and then well after that I was up. Um, <laughs> but I remember I was waiting for it, and then waiting, because it came out and it leaked, obviously, like a like a little bit before, um, and I didn't, oh, yeah, did I didn't want to listen to, like, the Tumblr versions, I wanted, like, the iTunes versions, as you know, I don't like listening yeah. to leaked songs, um, but I was like, well, it's Zane, it's not One Direction, but I was like, no, I'm, I'm still oh. gonna wait. <laughs> um... <laughs> So I waited, and then, uh, like, iTunes never, like, gets it together in, in time, and you still have to wait, like, five minutes past whatever. And then it was 12.05, or I think it was 12.03, actually, because I was like, I know One Direction's album came out at 12.05, and now Zane's coming out at 12.03, and that makes me a little bit mad. But I listened in my headphones, and I knew the music video came out at the same time, but I was like, I want to listen without having the music video video interfere with my listening experience. Um, so I just put in my headphones and press play and like on first, like the first couple of notes came and I just like my, I smiled because to me it was just like, this is Zane, you know, like I know he's like giving his music now, like in, yeah. it just, it was like, okay, you know, we've moved on and Zane's moved on, you know, we all sort of have to move on a bit. I mean, I will never move on fully, but you know, like, this is, I just, I smiled. I was like, wow, this is, this is Zane, you know? Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the style of music. Um, and I, I mean, for me, it, it was what I expected from Zane in a lot of ways. Um, but like you said, it was more poppy than I expected as well. Uh, I think for the first yeah. part of the song... Like, the introduction, it's more, I was like, okay, this is very, like, R&B, like, Zane, like, what I would expect. And then once, like, the big poundy sound hit, I was like, okay, wow, <laughs> like, this is a little bit more upbeat pop. And it was weird, but now I've listened a lot more times and it doesn't stand out to me uh, as much as it did that first time where I was like, whoa, what is this? Um, yeah. But... Yeah, to me, the sound of the song sort of falls into that, like, Justin Bieber-esque, sounds like a lot of his songs from his new album, and yeah, I thought that, I thought it sounded good, and it was similar to what I thought Zayn would uh, release, so how about you, Kara? Um, yeah, I think I said so before, like, it was, I don't know, different than I expected, but I still like it, um, uh, I hope that there's different and, like, more true R&B on his album and it's not just, like, made-for-radio mm-hmm. hits. Um, but, I mean, if that's what he wants to do, that's what he wants to do. But I feel like I um, 
sort of I don't know I thought he'd be more like pure mm-hmm. R&B but if he's like trying to like make it a very successful like radio hits album then I could see like why he might want to go like more mainstream mm-hmm. but um, I think we'll it was a smart choice for a single the first single, yeah because yes it's going to be good for radio it's gonna be very good for radio oh, yeah. and it'll be weird when we do hear it on the radio um because i haven't been in a car or with a radio but uh, i think it was a smart decision and i also know that if you look at what singles one direction releases that doesn't really speak to what the album sounds like if you heard perfect never would you think it would be on True. the same album as something like olivia so it's not, and I, and I think I think Zayn's album is going to be a lot more con- cohesive than One Direction's albums, but I still think that he probably chose this song in particular to be the first single because of what it sounds like, and we might get more exploratory or truer R and B songs later on, um, in or, or like on the album somewhere else. Um, how about lyrically? What did you think of the song? Was it lyrically strong or lyrically interesting? Or um, what do you what do you think, sort of general general wise? Um, I don't think it really blew me away. It was sort of um, definitely wasn't very specific. Mm-hmm. It could be about like anyone. Like I don't know. It just didn't seem. Um, I don't know. I'm sure he was like basing it off of personal experiences, mm-hmm. but there's nothing that like really like gripped me except the 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 one line about the bodies. That was so mm-hmm. cool. Like that really like I love like linguistic play like that. Like that's it's one of really my awesome. Bullet points actually. I have body body oh, really? body line. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Th- that I did great. like that linguistic um, that play. Was, oh man, yeah. Um, I think that like kind of made the whole song for mm-hmm. me. Like, um. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't think I really loved it lyrically, but it's, like, still a fun mm-hmm. song um, to listen to. Um, I think what think? jumped out to me, I thought it was lyrically, it was okay. It wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, yeah. Ed Sheeran level good. And it wasn't too far from, like, level of lyricism on One Direction's albums. But I think it was more personal yeah, to him versus, like, a One Direction song, I guess. Um, and I feel like he did the least amount of writing on One Direction's albums. Um, yeah. but yeah, the body, body, body line, although I, at first I wasn't sure if it had two, one too many, you know, maybe it should have been body, but body, I, and then you, or you, and then I, and then us, or, or then, ev- I don't even know, bodies together, rather, but then I kind of liked the yeah. four of them, so, you know, whatever, that was very unclear, um, and then what also stood out to me was lots of the imagery was, very contrasting so he talks about enemies and allies prisoners and being free um fighting and loving as the uh (laughs) as the censored version says um or effing um (laughs) pain and pleasure paradise war zone pure dirty raw so had all these contrasting images which sort of builds the song like that's what the song is based off of um yeah. Uh, and so I thought that was kind of interesting. I liked I liked the contrast of different things like that. Um but again, it wasn't like groundbreaking songwriting. It wasn't super personal. It wasn't like speaking of experiences and something where you go like, "Wow." I mean, the body 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 was cool, but there weren't like 
oh my god, how did you string the English language together like that? You know, like, that was <laughs> unbelievable. You know, no Nathaniel Hawthorne or whatever. <laughs> um, but what did... Nathaniel I Hawthorne. I love the Scarlet That's Letter. Like... Don't even talk to me. I highlighted oh, every single oh my page god. in that book. I was like, wow, this is English and words together are beautiful. I didn't realize he did that. For some reason, I thought he was, like, some guy from, like, Connecticut's history. He sounds like um, it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. You're right. Um, what am I trying to say? Oh, yeah. I just wanted to say that, like, the first time, like, the first couple times until I Googled the lyrics, I thought he was saying my enemy, my Ella, um, like my yes, Cinderella. We're, okay, we're going to have to talk ally. about the pronunciation. Maybe let's just talk about it now. <laughs> Um, okay, yeah, let's do it. I really, I had to look up the lyrics a number of times because I cu- kept forgetting what he was saying because the pronunciation yeah. is so soft and lax and, like, relaxed in his mouth that you can barely understand yeah. anything he's saying until, like, now that I know the words, I can hear them. But also, Al- Ella sounds sort of like Allah, which is God, so I didn't know if that was purposeful or not. Um, probably not. Probably meant ally just, like, as... It's written on, you know, all the lyric websites, and that makes sense for enemy and ally. Um, But weird, relaxed pronunciation for all this stuff. And I don't know if it's... Yeah, especially the bed all day line. Like, I literally did not know what he was saying. I thought he was just making noises. bed all day. It's like, bed all day, bed all day. And then um, war zone (laughs) does not sound like war zone. It's like, wah, (laughs) Yeah. I just, I mean, like, whatever, pronounce your words how you want to pronounce your words, and I don't know if it's just his accent or, but it really feels like he's, it's a very relaxed, like, he was not pronunciating, you know? Yeah, I feel like that's his style. Um, I wonder if he's going to keep that or if he's, I don't know, will choose to pronunciate better or stronger, I guess, not better. Um, But I don't know. I, I think that's, like, pretty... Zane thing mm-hmm. to do, like even just like in his <laughs> and talking. And I wonder how it will affect um, people listening who aren't like fans, because we all like Google the lyrics and whatnot. But like people listening to the radio, will they know what he's saying? Because even Taylor Swift's song "Blank Space," when she said a long list of ex lovers, and everyone thought it, she said Starbucks lovers, um, like got confusing. But I feel like this is way more like. <laughs> Uh, undecipherable to me, lyric-wise. And, like, will that make it harder for people to, like, catch on, you know? Yeah, I think that, like, um, if it's a good song, like, you'll just, like, kind of make up mm. your own words. Like, you totally. know what I mean? Like, if you're into it, you'll kind of just, like, sing the sounds and, like, yeah. don't care. Like, at least that's what I do sometimes. And I'm just like, I don't care what this is saying. I'm mm-hmm. still enjoying it. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Um, and, like, now that I know, like, I hear the right words. Um, but yeah. definitely interesting to note that um and let's get into some of the more sexualized imagery and swearing that we heard in this song i know a lot of people were thinking this was sort of his way of being like i'm not in a boy band anymore i'm not censored like i'm gonna swear i'm gonna talk about sex like this is my first song so i was just wondering what your thoughts were on all that uh all that stuff that people have been talking about um, 
Yeah, I think that he was, like, really psyched to, like, sing about sex. So, like, I don't blame him for, like, making it the first song. But at the same time, just, like, relax, dude. Like, relax. But, um, yeah, I think that he definitely wanted to, like, he, he, I think, I don't know. It just, like, seemed that he really see, uh, felt like he couldn't talk about sex when he was in One Direction. So, like, um, I think that was, like, one of the main, like, things he wanted to talk about. So, I mean, good for him for, like, you know, getting to talk about what he wanted to talk about. Um, I don't think it was that explicit, mm-hmm. uh, in the grand scheme of things. And I think that, like, the, he only swore, like, once, like, I mean, like, the one word, like, in the mm-hmm. same lyric, uh, a couple times. Um, I thought it worked. Um, you know, I mean, like, he didn't the alliteration say it like was, that. He you didn't know, have... one drove it, though. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's obviously why he chose it. Um. Uh, but I'd have to say, like, if I was censored a lot and I wasn't allowed to swear, I'd probably want to swear my first song, too. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, I can, I get it. I get the appeal. Um, but I think that, like, I don't know, you can be explicit, like, non-explicitly. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, like, sort of, like, more tongue-in-cheek. And I feel like sometimes I'm more drawn to, like, the more, like, clever ways of being mm-hmm. explicit. Because um, I think it's, like, kind of, it's, it's more fun and more interesting. As, but, in, um, a, in, as in a I hotel rendezvous? Yeah, or, um, uh, I can't say the line, but the Ed Sheeran, um, elevator Oh, line, yes! So. I love, that's brilliant. Yeah. Okay, if anyone doesn't know, Google Ed Sheeran's yeah. elevator line, and I'm sure it'll come up. <laughs> yeah. Great line. Yeah. Um, then, yeah. okay, so my thoughts were, unless you had anything else to say on that. <laughs> um, no, I'm good. Was that, I think, like I said, that this was a good choice for a first song in terms of the way it sounds, but also the lyrics being super sexy gets a lot of people attracted to it because sex sells, as they say. Yeah. Um, and I feel like true, true. that's how you get the cool kids to like it, being like, I'm going to talk about <laughs> sex and use swear words and I'm cool. Uh, so... In terms of that, I don't know if, like, why he chose this first song, but, like, based on the music and the lyrics, I think it'll do well. So, like, maybe it just happened to be one of his songs that's more sexually, uh, has a lot of sexual imagery in it. Um, but, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't mind it too much, and I don't think the swearing's too intense. Um, yeah, he said the F word, uh, (laughs) but... In the clean version, it's loving. So, you know, um, which I thought was kind yeah. of interesting. Did you listen to the clean version, Kara? So no, it kind of sounds like it does not, it, it sort of sounds like it's a very clear insert. Like it doesn't flow so well with it. And I'm just like, maybe that's okay for like a quick one swear or something. But he says uh, fighting and loving or whatever. Um, quite a bit so I feel like it sounds a little off but maybe that's just because I'm I heard it and it just threw me off a bit but I don't know um but yeah I don't I don't know if it's too much like I'm not in a boy band anymore or like specifically picking a song that's going to do well um just based on like what it talks about and what it sounds like um and then for me like it was like a raunchier version of perfect to be honest, the way, the like, mm, what it talked about, I got a lot of, like, perfect, um, uh, like, vibes from some of the lyrics when he talks about pissing off the neighbors, and it was sort of, like, you know, messing up a hotel room and reckless behavior and, like, 
a lot of the imagery in Perfect, um, being in bed all day. I don't know, just a lot of it reminded me of that. Um, but obviously this one seems more like a relationship, whereas Perfect seemed more of like a fling Yeah, that's what me. I was going to say. Yeah. Um, did you see any comparisons of this song with anything One Direction related, or did it sort of stand on its own for you? Um, I definitely thought it stood on its own, but even, um, I think someone on, on Twitter said that they, they thought it sounded like perfect, like Mm. musically. So that's kind of interesting. Um, um, I don't know if I hear that, but I can definitely see like lyrically, Mm -hmm. like where it's similar. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. Um, so yeah, like we said, the music video was released at the same time as the song, which was an interesting move. I guess that is good for a first, um song you know coming out everyone's gonna watch the music video as well and currently it has over 33 million views which is crazy lord Uh, i don't even know if history has that many at this point um or like near near around the same i think so um that's a lot of views and it definitely shows you that um not just one direction fans are watching the music video i think it shows that a lot of people are watching it. And it's it's weird to be at a at college now and sort of isolated from, like, real world because I can't get as strong of a, a hang on, like, how Zane's doing, um, like, with people who are sort of general public because I haven't listened to the radio. I, like, I'm not talking to, you know, tons of people who, like, would... I don't know. I'm not... I mean, I'm at school. So I don't know. Like, what do you get that type of thing? Or do you... Can you see what people are talking who aren't One Direction fans care? Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I haven't really listened to the radio and also like the radio here is probably a little more biased and I feel like would talk about Zane more. Um, I feel like I really should listen to the radio here. I'm actually really excited to do like listen to like Mm -hmm. the morning show, um, the breakfast show actually. Um, but yeah, uh, so I think I'd be interested to like see how it's doing on like American radio. Um, cause I think that's a little bit harder, like for like British artists to, um, to break mm-hmm. into. And I think it, it'll be interesting because it really needs to become a cool song, you know, like you can't just have One Direction fans. Like, of course he'll be big if One Direction fans go for it, but if he, I feel like the audience he's trying to break, um, you need like the cool kids or whatever. Uh, so it'll be interesting if it's taken as a cool song or a non-cool oh this is just a boy band or trying to be cool song um and I feel like that could be a defining moment because you know I think about um actresses and singers transitioning from Disney to um non-Disney and like sort of the first stuff that comes out after being on Disney really like shows will they be cool or will they just be you know Disney still and I know um, Ariana Grande, who was on Nick, not Disney, um, really transitioned well. Um, and we've seen Justin Bieber sort sort of go from his like cutesy boy, not cutesy boy, but like oh fangirl, blah blah blah, like image to oh now Justin Bieber's cool to listen to. So I just I'll be interested to see um, how Zane does in that department. Um, but let's let's yeah. talk about the music video. Um, like I said, 33, 33 million views. Crazy. Um, Gigi Hadid or Hadid. Is it Hadid? I think it's Hadid. 
Um, yeah, I think so. Is a model, and she was in the music video with Zayn, and she also happens to be together with Zayn. Although in the Beats One radio interview, <laughs> he did say they were just friends, but uh, on Twitter what? he called her babe. So it was very awkward in the interview. <laughs> Zayn Lowe was like, "Yeah, so you're like with Gigi now, and like all this stuff," and Zayn was sort of like. Uh, and then like said just friends like at the end of something I don't know it was weird, but it very oh, it very much felt like he like was like oh shoot I wasn't supposed to like confirm that we were together let me throw in this just friends thing. Um, uh-huh. but yeah, I'm pretty sure they're together with the way they were interacting over Twitter, which is public, so we can talk about it. Um, but yeah, I loved her outfits in the video. I thought she <laughs> looked gorgeous. What did you think of Gigi Big in the video, Kara? Um, I think that it's always, like, interesting to, like, see when, um, artists have, like, their actual, like, significant other in the video. I feel like that doesn't happen that often. Um, so I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. Like, Gigi Hadid is so gorgeous, and, like, I just love looking at her (laughs) face. And, like, so I'm not gonna complain, like, for more opportunities Uh to do that. So, um, I don't know. She just looks so cool and, like, gorgeous. So, um, yeah. Yeah, she really is beautiful. Um, and I thought she did a good job acting through the roles that she sort of had to play as well. Uh, at one point she was like screaming, angry, and I don't know, just different things that she had to do. I thought she did a good job at it as well. Um, so sort of the whole music video was based on all these like computerized effects, whether they be like smoky or mirrors or sort of kaleidoscope. So it took the image and put it a million times. Um, and there was a lot of color changing, changing things to be sort of um, robotic looking or futuristic, um, which really, like, that was the main sort of draw to the music video. What did you think about all those different effects that they used, Kara? I thought it was pretty cool, to be honest. Like, um, I don't know. It was very interesting to watch. I haven't watched it more than once, but I... I was really enjoying watching it. I thought it was, like, a cool, um, like, thing to put with the music, I guess, because it's, uh, like, a pretty chill song, and then, like, having that, like, cool thing. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was cool. Like, that's that's all I thought. So, yeah. Um, I thought it was cool, too. I don't think... I know my sister, who uh, is really into video making and she wants to go into film was like, wow, that looked like someone from, like, a 12-year-old on Mac did that. Um, But I thought it was okay. I don't think it was my favorite thing that they, some of them, and sometimes I thought it was a little bit too much. Um, And I feel like in some ways it took away from what else was happening in the video. But I don't, I think some people were more against it than I was, I would say. Mm, yeah I think that like honestly the weakest point to me was sort of like when it was just Zane like lip-syncing because like first of all like his uh his lip-syncing abilities was were pretty horrible, minimal like which horrible. is surprising because he's had to yeah but it's so weird because like he's had to do it for so many One Direction videos so like what's going on here um but and it sort of like seemed kind of cheesy uh mm-hmm. that part I think that it would have been cooler if it was just like all like a um, cool, like, artsy video, and not just him, like, lip-syncing. Also, I think that makes him seem more, uh, mm-hmm. boy-bandy, um, 
So that's all I have to yeah, say about that. Yeah, the lip syncing was h- hard to watch. It was like his mouth was too relaxed even. Although the pronunciation is so relaxed, <laughs> it just didn't fit. It was like he was barely opening his mouth. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is too I much. Know. <laughs> um, so then, did you think the music video... Again, we're not going through it in like full detail as we have done in the past for different songs... Um, did you think the music video fit well with the song? Like, did it match the feeling of the song to you? Um, I mean, I think it was kind of a random music video. It was kind of all all, all over the place. Um, but it was cool to watch. But I also liked the um, contrasting images, like, with the blood, like, tears, and then the flowers. Like, um, I think that's definitely, like, the point of the song is to have, like, contrasting, like, mm-hmm. very harsh contrasting images um so I thought that worked pretty well and I thought it was just like um a pretty uh just like a pretty music video um and there wasn't like really a set storyline but I think it worked fine because it was like visually Mm -hmm. interesting um so yeah I thought um a lot of the colors the colors in the music video were like black red it was dark it was a little bit twisted um were was were interesting choices. I think they represent the song well. Red can very much be love, but it also can be anger and hate. Um, and it definitely did feel sort of like that war zone, but also at parts uh, like paradise when they were together. There was a lot of... Uh, well, I guess I think I've put that later, but um, it was... You did feel those contrasting when you saw screaming and then you saw like kissing and uh, it felt like that tugging of two different sides and very much clashing and coming together and pulling apart, which I think is what the song is talking about, you know, a relationship that has, like, a lot of really intense emotions on sort of both ends of the spectrum. Um, was there something, anything that jumped out to you? I know you talked about the the blood effect coming out of the eyes, which reminded me of 1D on X Factor when they did um, the Halloween episode back when they were on X Factor for the first time. Zane had blood drawn coming out of his eyes, which was interesting. Oh my god! Um, but was there like other moments? Full circle besides here. Besides the ones that I have to talk about later, that that particularly stood out to you? Um. No, I think we'll get into them in a little bit. So I'm all right. Say so that. then let's get into them. Um, let's talk about the nudity that was in this music video. There was quite a lot of it. And it wasn't explicit nudity, um, but there was a lot of, um, women who were, like, you could really see the outlines of their bodies, (laughs) um, accentuating their bodies, uh, very curved, like, lots of curves you could see. And it looked like they were, like, covered in paint or, like, I mean, it was, it, yeah. I think it was digital, digitalized or whatever you say. Um, but it sort of made them look metallic-y or, you know, different, like, body paints or colors all over them. Um, and then uh, at one point, uh, there was a woman who, like, opened up her legs and there was a flower sort of blooming um, in her crotch area. Uh, so there was a lot of um, very sexy type of imagery going on. What did you think about this, Kara? Um, I really liked it because I thought it was, like, I mean, obviously a song about sex, so, like, you know, there had to be, like, some, like, you know, sexy Mm -hmm. things in there. Um, 
me saying the word sexy like kills me but like I feel like that's the only word that like can be used yeah but I love when people are like when um bodies are like compared to nature so um yeah I definitely liked that part um I don't know I really like outlines of bodies I think it's like a really pretty thing to look at um I thought it was very interesting um it seems sort of random a bit but like I also really liked it Mm -hmm. aesthetically um so yeah Um, and did you think at any points uh it was objectifying of the women that were in the video um I'm not sure it just seemed like like all very like in good Mm -hmm. taste to me I think I have to watch it again because I really only watched it once um (laughs) I'm just being honest here um uh but I I think I don't know it seemed like you know it was like very like Mm -hmm. artfully done yeah I thought it was pretty tasteful maybe towed the line a little bit for me sometimes um I think I'd have to think about it more um and really uh think about who I thought like it was viewed for because there was at some point some women fighting who would like look like they were naked which like is a little questionable to me um but unless that was maybe representing the two women being together in a relationship I don't really know (laughs) so it would depend on a lot of things I think uh I think I don't know it's also tough whenever you have uh a guy making a music video that has a lot of naked women in it or women showing a lot of their bodies, it's, you, I think you're always going to sort of make people question a little bit about it just because, um, yeah. sort of that's a knee jerk reaction in our society to, to look at bodies as sex objects rather than, um, you know, bodies being beautiful and bodies being bodies. Um, but again, this song yeah. does talk about it, sex a lot, so it is very much wrapped up in sex and not just like the art of a woman's, like the art and beauty of a woman's body. So it comes into question for me a little bit. Yeah. And also the fact that there were no like naked men exactly. covered in paint rolling exactly. around. Um, but I mean like aesthetically, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, there was... A person of color or people of color, I'm, I think it was just one woman, um, who had, like, spikes coming out of her face, and then at one point they grew, um, and I don't know. That scared yeah, me. I don't know if she was, um, she may have been in some of the other parts that had, like, silver women, but you couldn't really tell who was who at that point, um, but that was really yeah. awesome. I thought that was cool, and a lot of people were talking about that, and fans talking about it, um, and you don't always see people of color being used in music videos unless they're being used as like props or being objectified um and I think Zane really cares about although he's not vocal about it I think he cares about these type of um things I think he's aware of it um just because of his own experiences and you know his outlook on life in general do you have what else do you want to talk about in terms of the music video I don't really have any other points that I wanted to make um do you have anything else that stands out to you? Um, no, I think I covered everything I want to talk about. Cool. All right. So we also got a ton of listener reactions to Pillow Talk, to the History music video, to um, the Pillow Talk music video, to Louie's Baby, a lot of that stuff. But obviously this episode is long already, so <laughs> we're going to save that for next time. 
Um, so let's just go into our recommendations of the week. Um, mine is uh, to listen to Walk the Moon. I just really like their music, and I actually bought tickets to see them this summer today. Oh, uh, that's I so know. exciting. My sister Jessica and I are really big fans, and she was texting me, and she's like, did you get the tickets? And I got them, and I was very happy. Um, so yeah, we're going to see them in July in New York, which is just super exciting. So a couple of their songs that are my favorites are Work This Body, Jenny, I Can Lift a Car, Iscariot, Portugal, uh, How Do You Spend Your Money. All of these are great songs and just all their songs in general are amazing. So they're, uh, they're so inspirational and the band in general is super aware of um, LGBTQ plus rights. They've raised a ton of money for Switchboard. Um, they, t they have a song about um, racial inequality and uh, homophobia, homophobia and all that type of stuff. So it's just so awesome to listen to. And their songs are so about like, um, being awesome yourself and like, uh, like being strong and, you know, doing things and being able to do things and with yourself and with your community, which is really cool. So definitely I recommend going listening to their music. Cool. Um, that sounded really sarcastic, but it wasn't, so I promise. I just, I just laughed in my hands. <laughs> I think I forgot how to be a person. Um, honestly, what is going on? It's like almost 1 a.m. here, so please cut me a little slack at everyone. This is terrible. That kills me. I know. Ugh. Imagine if, like, I was, like, 13 that hours ahead. Like, I don't know how the hell. To be able to live at all. Not just for recording, but I need We'd to, have to like to text Kara throughout the day, okay? Like, I know. in my life, and now it's five hours all messed up. Oh, it's, it's so, it's, it's really weird. Like, I'm telling you, like, I don't know. I've never been in the place where I'm five hours ahead of, like, everyone yeah, in my life so and like seeing people like just wake up when I'm when I'm like literally like, in the middle of the day and they're like just getting up it's just so weird like oh man okay <laughs> anyway my recommendation after just um being a rude little crap to Caitlin <laughs> um not intentionally Wait, did you say okay. a rude little crap yeah, I was trying. I had to censor myself. I feel like you've never... I mean, I say crap a lot. <laughs> I don't think you've said crap. <laughs> I really don't ever say it. Um, but, you know, this is a family oh, show, yeah. even though we just talked about sex for, like, an hour. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, so my recommendation for this week is a photo. Well, actually, it's a drawing from Ashley R. Um, Guy I have no idea. I have pronounced your last name. I'm sorry. Um, on Instagram... And they made a drawing for, or they drew a drawing for Harry's 22nd birthday. And it's so beautiful. It's Harry lying down with um, 20 different pairs of shoes, of his own shoes. Like, they're, like, you know, real shoes he's worn in real life. And it's just beautiful. Like, the gold boots are there. The Captain America boots are there. His iconic brown boots, like, you know, his classic brown boots. His, like, um, neon, like, uh sneakers are there they're just it's just a great photo they're just like all like, all, like sprawled mm -hmm. around him it's just a really i don't know it's great and so definitely the go check fan that art that's come out um, of harry's birthday yeah. is so great to look at i was reblogging a ton of stuff on tumblr 
um yesterday <laughs> it's just so cool to see everyone and not just the like fan art but like the compilations that people put together of like f- old pictures yeah. and photos it's just so nice um, which actually brings me to Tweet of the Week. My Tweet of the Week is from Mama Twist, or Harry's mom, um, that she retweeted and put a comment. That's sweet. Thanks. Heart smiley thing. Um, and it was a link to Celeb Mix did an article about 22 times Harry, Harry Gemma, and his mom um, were being really cute together. So it was just sort of a oh. 22 pictures of them. Um, interacting and uh, taking photos together and just different things which were really cute, different gifts. So um, go read that That's if you so want cute. a heartwarming little story um, to look at. Yeah, okay. I just did it again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Um, honestly, okay. Uh, so my tweet of the week is it has to be Harry's I don't know about you but I'm feeling mm-hmm. 22 just because it's a little cheeky you know I know. you know it just like when I saw it like I was like I screamed <laughs> a little bit and I was in my living room with uh-huh. my housemates and I had to like play it off it's like oh uh I don't remember what I played <laughs> it off as I don't think they even questioned it at this point um but yeah I that just it just had to be mine even though we already talked about it but like I had to you know re- mm-hmm. revisit it it was it was cute. Um, so question of the week this week, although we talked about three different things, feel free to write in about whatever you want, but I've just said, <laughs> are you excited to hear the rest of Zayn's album now that we've heard the first song? And do you think the first song will be representative of the whole album? Or do you think we can expect something different? Um, so make sure to write in about that. But also, like I said, we talked about a ton of really important things today. So Feel free to make commentary on any of that and just general feedback or suggestions you want to make for the show or topics you want us to talk about over the 1D break. Um, Let us know. Um, But thank you so much for listening to episode 33 of Talk Direction. Make sure to go follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. Email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Visit our Tumblr for the show notes to the shows, talkdirection.tumblr.com. Um, go follow us on Instagram for cute One Direction related, related photos that we post. Um, it's just Talk Direction. Or you can follow us individually on Twitter. I'm Caitlin I.R. Foster, and that's C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kara, where can they find you? I'm Kara underscore pond, and Kara is And then the also you can go over to iTunes and rate and review us and subscribe as well to get new episodes every week, which is good to do because we put out bonus episodes every two weeks and you want to catch those. Um, and if iTunes isn't for you or for some reason it doesn't work, which happened to one of our listeners, um, you can also listen to us on SoundCloud um, as well. So And that's you can get the app for that as well. So that is also a great tool to listen Um, But I'm Caitlin. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time for episode 34. Bye!